Welcome to Dude, What Happened, a post-apocalyptic podcast. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, nothing, just the, the popo look at... Never mind, I can't do it better. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Great. Anyway, I'm your host, uh, Bryce, and this is my co-host. Marcus, I'm so sorry, Bryce. <laughs> we'll see about that. All right, uh, so, dude, what happened in Dread? Well, um... Do we really know what happened in Dread? Because, the, like, it's stated that the world is, like, radioactive, but... Like, I feel like it's kind of safe to assume nuclear war. I would assume something like that happened. Yeah. But the film Dread takes place pretty much in, inside the entirety of one building. Yeah. It follows our main character, Judge Dread. Yeah. If that wasn't obvious. Um, and his trainee... Uh, I forgot her name, but I was just going to call her Rookie. What do you think? It's Judge Anderson. Oh, Judge Anderson? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's actually her first mission. Yeah. Just, you know, first day on the job, simple stuff. When uh, some corpses are found at the very bottom level of this massive high-rise. Yeah. Um, and this kind of spirals into a fully-fledged like war against the... the Head gang of this building. Yeah. Um, like, and we'll get into that. Like, we'll get into that. Yeah. They are called like the Mama Clan, which is creepy. It's, it's weird. It's very creepy. It's weird because, like, yeah, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into but, that. Like, yeah. There's a lot of gunfights, a lot, lot of, gun. lot of uh, gore. This is a very gory movie. Yeah. I feel like we need to talk about, like, let's start with the city. Yeah. Mega City One, correct? Yeah, That's it's another... Mega City One. It's all the way from DC to Boston. It's mm -hmm. this big chunk of land. And I will say, as a quick disclaimer, yeah, me and Marcus are both approaching the Judge Dread universe at large with pretty fresh eyes. Oh yeah, like we... most of my knowledge beyond surface level research is just this movie. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, this is a, a we will talk a little bit about the comic, a little bit about Sylvester, honestly mm -hmm. to make fun of him. <laughs> but we are not experts. This is not a Judge Dredd podcast. This is a podcast about one movie that just so happens to be in the post-apocalyptic world. And Judge Dredd or just Dredd fills that bill. Yeah, it fills the bill. It works. We are doing it on this one movie. We'll talk a little bit about like what we know mm -hmm. about like the Dread franchise a little bit, but we are not experts. We do not know what we're talking about for the most part. <laughs> I've done a little bit more research on the like the greater franchise. Yeah. But that's still pretty surface level. So um beyond that, where should we start? I think I still really want to kind of start with the mega city and also just like the judges. Okay. Because there's a lot there already. Yeah. So the idea that, like, people have kind of consolidated themselves into these huge mega cities, and then everywhere between these mega cities is just radioactive waste. Yeah, because, like, you did, like, the research. How many, like, what are the other mega cities? I don't remember. There's one that's... Um, one in Texas, There's right? one that takes up, like, the area around Texas. Yeah. Um... Just Houston. It's all Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. But. Well, I, sorry to people from Houston, but it is very concrete. 
Yeah, I I don't remember most of the mega cities. I do know that there are more than one. Yeah. But they are like, they span multiple states. Yeah. In size. They're like they're humongous and honestly, I'm just gonna say it, una- ineffective. I think it's the worst city planning I've ever seen. And we are doing this from Tulsa, which is not known for its city planning. <laughs> Definitely not. No. Um, yeah. But it's it's very brown and concrete like the appearance of the city like it's very there's not no trees i think no trees and just people and concrete it's people in concrete and large like towers that aren't they're not pretty whatsoever and it gives me like an la feel like los angeles it's just (laughs) just modern day la uh, like yeah, <laughs> it gives me modern day LA. Yeah, because it's just like because not all the a lot of the buildings are nothing gives me skyscraper feels. You know, mm-hmm. nothing's like towering. It's just the bigger buildings are just big and blocky, like kind of how LA big buildings are, and they're all far apart that it doesn't really build a downtown. Like a lot of sort of tower like buildings. Yeah, like with a bunch of smaller buildings kind of there and filling in the space between them. Like, and there is, like, kind of a weird thing because, like, Dr- Dredd says we a new city built on an old city. So are, like, everyone just living in these, like, new towers while, like, all the smaller buildings are just, like, no one lives there? I'm pretty sure, like, vagrants and stuff probably live in places like that. Yeah. I, um, still, I still thought it would be pretty, like, populated because, like, these cities are... Like, they're massive, and this is where most humans live in this, yeah. like, setting. Yeah, because so. he says, like, just this one city. If we got it right, I'm pretty sure we did. Mm-hmm. 800 million people are in this, like, one place. So I'm pretty sure everyone's taken up as much room as they, like, mm-hmm. wherever they can. Because it is... That, that That's bad. It's it's too many people. It's an introvert's worst nightmare. It's, <laughs> it's bad. So... Speaking of such a large city, with so many people, you have to have someone to keep order. Yeah. And in this particular instance, that role is filled by the judges. Yeah, they're kind of your new police force. And they are, like, you said, like, the comic book was made because it's a satirical... Yeah, the comic book is very much a satire piece. Yeah. And I will say that this movie lacks a lot of those elements. Yeah, like, um, what was the, because I really want to kind of get into this, um, what was the, the movie with Neil Patrick Harris and the Bugs? Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, yeah. <laughs> it's like, the book was not non-satirical. It Takes it, took itself completely seriously. Took itself completely seriously, and it was this real, like, dystopian fascist world, and which, and then you get into the movie, and it's entirely satirical. Like again, they they have these like teenagers in it. Like it's it's a satire. I'm doing my part. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm doing. Little Timmy's doing his crushing cockroaches, and then you get to dread, and it loses all of that. It's not it's not a satire, which it should be. Yeah. I because when I was watching it, I was just like, this feels like it can be in the realms of one of those real like. Dude, bro, like V for Vendetta. I'm really surprised it's not, honestly. Like, I think it's because it's not talked about a lot. It didn't do very well. No, and I don't like. It was building off 
another movie that's like not even in in Sylvester Stallone's like top twenty because that's filled out by a million different Rambo's and Rockies, and then Expendables. Like you, you, you never get to judge Dread. Like if you ask someone, oh, what's your f- like ten favorite Sylvester Stallone movies? They're n- not a single one's gonna say. I swear they only casted him because of his chin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a good chin. You could like build cities off that chin. <laughs> Mega city chin. Um, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but but for all you dreadheads out there. <laughs> I really wanted to use that one. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't even know where to go from there. Um, I just, like, no, but I feel like for the Dreadheads, they liked it because of the satire. Like, that's why I would, like, read it. And then you kind of get this one, and it's, it feels like there were some parts when it was, like, kind of, I won't say making fun of, but kind of showing, like, the police force at the real the reality of it. But a lot of it just wasn't. Yeah. Like, it felt more like I was watching a military movie. It does have that kind of feel. Yeah, which, like, come on. Everyone, the judges, are the judges the police force? They are, right? Yeah. Like, they're, like, the only police force. Like, Well, yeah, and exactly. So, who's doing speeding tickets? Who's, like, taking care? Judges. Exactly. No, I get that. But we are seeing the judges do, like, military. They look strong. They're, like, they're soldiers. They are soldiers, it feels like. In this world, I think they pretty much have to be. Yeah. And so I cannot imagine this full, like, fully armored, helmet-wearing, all right, so, ma'am, you went 10 miles over the speed limit. Do you know, like... (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing about judges, from what I understand, is they can kind of, like laws like right then and there like sentence you and if need be execute you on the spot yeah because it's like very judge jury and I like they fell every one of those roles which is it's not good it's very well it's like in this world it feels like it's necessary because the people are bad but like i feel like if we and i have not read the comics but i'd like to believe that it's much more we don't need this type of I will say there is something in the comics that I think is very funny, but I'm okay. not I'm not sure if it would hold up that well if written today. Okay, oh, at least say it. I, well, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's not like it's not racism or anything. Oh, okay. I was gonna say it's the concept of what are known in the comics as fatties. Mm. They're just citizens who, got, uh, from what I remember reading about them, they just got really bored, so they just decided to become extremely fat. And that eventually became a crime when, like, food shortages started happening. Uh, Like, uh, I kind of hate that I can see it. I can see why, like... And they're drawn really, really weirdly, too. (laughs) Probably not well. They're just, like, spheres. Yeah, I was going to say it. Because I was thinking about, like, the entire time, how are we going to handle kind of, like, not doing a whole, like... Like, with Wally, I don't want to be, like, rude to the people. No. Because they just, don't deserve it. Yeah, they're just that's just how they are. That's just how they are. But so I was just like kind of wondering how are we gonna because I don't want to call them like fat or anything because like that's just what happened. Yeah. When you eat a pizza out of a cup, come on. And you don't move. It's not their fault. Like. Yeah. Yeah, but like, 
just like, how are we going to handle that? And then we just dive right into the with this. Which I'm, I'm happy that like, it, that wasn't shown. There was. I feel like there was a reference to it. There was like a passing scene where they just showed like a guy in his apartment who was really really big. Yeah. But besides that, like they didn't make any reference to it. Yeah, or I think that was just. I felt like that was something that could be easily just like passed through as, hey, that's a guy in an apartment. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, I want to get to the guns though, the guns and the drugs. Great. Uh, yeah. Did we talk enough about the judges themselves, or? Do Do you want to talk more about the judges? I mean, we we can later. I think. Yeah. I think, I think it's fine. But the judges themselves are armed with very high tech weaponry. Yeah, a lot of voice controlled mm-hmm. weapons. Yeah, so for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, the judges' main weapons are these sort of small pistol-like weapons. Yeah. Who they you know they operate like normal weapons, but you they have voice command like prompts that you can say, and it changes the ammunition type. Yeah, which that's like super. That was like one of the cooler parts to me. Mm-hmm. Like they had some pretty cool weapons in here. Yeah, most of the uh, criminals in the movie were just armed with like old world weapons, like what you would see in the modern day. Yeah. Well, oh, and there was at that point when um one of Mama's like main guys had like Judge Anderson to like the ground and he was about to shoot her with her gun and it exploded. Exactly. And killed him. Which I think is just like mm-hmm. I really like that it only works for the judges. Biometric security. Yeah, it reminds me of like Blade Sword. Mhm. So I right, will shred your hand exactly. if you try to use hits. No, I, I really like that. I thought that was like a cool part of it. And now I was gonna say we should like handle the casting real quick just for like okay. the main two if yeah. you want to. Yeah, I'm sorry, well. this is very out of order. Yeah, we're not doing our, we're this is kind of unorganized today, but whatever. Yeah, but like only our second episode, so please give a Bear with us, we'll find our footing. We we will eventually. at some point. So we got like Carl Urban as Judge Dredd himself. As Judge Dredd himself. Like, this is his first role where he, like, is the guy. He's mm-hmm. the main character. And one interesting thing about this role is the fact that he wears a helmet that covers pretty much everything except his mouth. Yeah. So he has to do most of his, like, acting with his mouth. Yeah. Which is really cool. And I've, I like so. the fact you can tell it's him because I feel like he has a pretty definite chin. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know why, but that is one of Judge Shred's like most distinguishing features is his giant chin. Like I like to think that when it was casting time they were they weren't looking for a specific voice, a specific they it was the chin. The chin is the key. Who has the biggest, most chiseled chin we can who, possibly who has, find? Like, the most defined chin. Something that we can be like, that's Shred. <laughs> like who's a man that looks like he's been ripped straight out of a nineties comic book? Yeah, and they found Carl Urban. Who's great actor? I feel like I do like the fact that he was the person they picked because I do. I feel like he has main character energy, but he's never main character. He's just like yeah. Who who's the guy you can pick for like the most like cool type of side character? It's usually him. Because yeah, when that, when I think of Carl Urban, I think of the boys. Yeah. So I was thinking like of the boys, but also Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, he is in that. Too. Yeah. But, like, in The Boys, like, 
I would love to say he was the main character, but he's not. He's not. It's that that goes to like Dennis Quaid's son, Jack Quaid. Which I'm not saying Nepo baby, but <laughs> That's besides the point. Besides We're the getting point. off topic here. Sorry. Yeah, but like I just like it was nice to see him in like a starring role. And then we got I kinda want a small little rant. Our villain, Mama, played by Lena Hetty, who I'm I really like Game of Thrones. I I'm not a fan of season eight. Don't worry, don't come at me. But we're not gonna discuss that. We're not gonna discuss that. We're not we're doing end of the world shows, not shows that ended themselves very badly. Which I could go on a rant about, but we won't. I won't. Bryce will keep me in check. Yeah. <laughs> but she plays Cersei in that show and I've seen her in that and then I've seen her in like both three hundreds and just watching like the parallels, like those two different characters and then this character, like, she's an amazing actress. That's just all I can like say because you just see these different people that she plays, and like one would entirely hate the other. She's not like one of those people who can only play one person really well. She can play multiple people really well, and I just think she was like an amazing choice. But also, I didn't like how they portrayed Mom. Do you want to expound on that? Yeah, I kind of do. I. She just gave me evil. That's it. And she was definitely like a very one-track villain. Yeah, I like, felt like drug dealer. Yeah, she she's not gonna stick in my head. No. Like there's other like Magneto that he'll stick in my head, and like Voldemort will stick. Joker will stick in my head because they they had things that shown they were evil, but also shown who they were. Like, they had things that made up who they were. They had their own styles, their own, like, things. Like, there's nothing that she'd honestly... Like, power? Sure, everyone wants power. That's not, yeah. like, defining. Because she controls the uh, the trade of a drug called slow-mo throughout the entire city. Yeah. I want to get into slow-mo. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, she's very, very one-sided. Very one-sided, like, yeah. There's nothing she does that, like... Is her own thing. Even like um, killing people with slow mo, that was someone else's idea. She was just like, okay, do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's a very forgettable villain in a much forgettable movie. Yeah, it's a very. It was just like, how can we make this action, actioning? Because there were there were a few like scientific, futuristic type of things, but not a lot. Like especially with like that first car chase. It was just a, a van being chased by a kind of high-tech motorcycle. Yeah, it looked it looked like L.A. Yeah. There was nothing that was like, if I saw this, I'd be like, what is this vigilante doing in L.A.? It didn't give me, oh, this is a futuristic city with a futuristic police chasing futuristic people. No, I wasn't getting that. I was just getting w- weird Giga Chad chasing down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like they should have, like, I get the realism. Yeah. But I feel like they definitely should have leaned into more of that 80s weirdness. I Like, I that think, the comic has. Like, I think they had the excuse to do, because it's based off a comic book. Like, like, Sin City, which we're both pretty, like, big fans of the movie. 
they lean into the weird. Like when you do a comic book, you I think you should lean into the weirdness. Yeah, that's kind of that's a part of the art form. <laughs> yeah, you gotta lean into the style, but they didn't, so we can't we can't change that. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about next? What are you thinking? You want to talk about slow mo? I really do. Because there's talk about the, like there's not really much more to be said about the cast, honestly. No, yeah, and like I feel like we got enough of the city, we got enough of the judges, we got enough of the guns, yeah. So let's talk about slow mo. <laughs> slow mo is a very strange um, drug in yeah. this setting that causes you to perceive time like, what is it like something like a hundred times slower than you normally would? Yeah, it felt like. Um... Yeah, I, I wanted to, like, say something more specific, but I legit don't have anything. That, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. It has no, no, nothing else to it. Like, it added some pretty cool visuals. I yeah, that. that was that was a lot of the fun of that movie, was the visuals, like, from the perspective of someone on slow-mo. Yeah, I want, but I wanted to see more drugs. <laughs> uh-huh. I wasn't going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see, like... What would futuristic drugs look like? Because you could have some fun with that. Yeah. Because you have, like, you don't even have to follow an eth. It's actually better if you don't follow a code of ethics with that. It could be, like, this gives me superpowers for, like, two seconds. This, like, makes me into concrete. Or, like, I don't know what type of highs people can get. Weird, like, sci-fi nonsense. Yeah, it's weird sci-fi <laughs> nonsense. Because... I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you honestly. Would you want to be on this on slow mo? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Neither it do looks I. awful. It looks so bad. Like, if I want to be moving at like one a hundredth of a second, I just wake up, and I'm there, because everything is moving so slow. I'm so groggy. <laughs> I, I'm fine. I do not need this. <laughs> Weird things happen to you when you sleep. Weird things do happen to me when I sleep. You woke up and thought you were dead once. Oh my god, I did. Okay, little tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is worthy of the, No, this the is worthy of a tangent. Okay, so I was in my dorm room this many moons ago. We were freshmen. <laughs> and I wake up and I have like a window that looks straight outside to the sky. I see the sky and like I woke up at I want to say 7. I think I woke up at 7. So when I did Usually the like the sky is like out, the sun is out, there's clouds, it's blue. I look out at seven o'clock in the morning. The sky is completely red. So I just like I legit believe, okay, I'm in hell. I'm dead. I gotta go to the bathroom. That was so the first I, thing you did after you woke up was well, you went to the bathroom. What was I supposed to do? Look for Satan? <laughs> so I just and then I realized I, I was still getting texts, so I was like, either I have really good Wi-Fi here. <laughs> or you're not dead. Or I'm not dead. And the sun came out, and it turns out, yay, I was not dead. <laughs> so where's that drug that makes you think you went to hell? <laughs> I don't think that would be too popular, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Again, I don't know how slow-mo could be popular, though. It makes no sense. Like, there must be some other effect. It must make you feel really good in that time. Yeah, but, like, I would not want to feel slow. Because, like, what if you you took some and then you immediately, like, stubbed your toe? Yeah, it... I get that. <laughs> but it also feels like some guy who's never, like, even looked at a drug before was like, 
What would be cool? Oh, yeah, opposite of speed. It really is. Yeah, it's completely the opposite of speed. And, like, I could see how it would be a really interesting, like, torture weapon. Well. Which it's used for. Yeah. And Spoiler alert, there's a scene pretty much at the beginning of the movie where some rival gang members are being executed. And, um... They are forcibly given slow-mo and then pushed off the very top floor of this building. Yeah. And they fall... How many stories is the building? It's... A, I want to say over 100, definitely. They, they fall all the way to the bottom. Yeah, it's just... It's a really tall building. Like, you can kind of... 100, 200, it's definitely in the hundreds. And they just fall. And they have to perceive that whole fall. Like, what they all believe is ours. So, it's crazy... Whoever designed this drug definitely was doing it for a torture scene for the movie. Which, I, I, I just, I wanted to see what other type of cool things they could have pulled out. Yeah. Like, and slow-mo was just weird to me. It's just weird. I also did not like the way they smoked it. <laughs> it was like an inhaler. I was getting kind of crack pipe vibes. I mean, I could see that, but, I mean, you just, like... It was like a kind of a canister with a little mouthpiece, and you just go like, yeah. and it didn't and it's look like an inhaler. Not saying okay, not saying drugs cool. This is not an '80s type of, but like, it took away. It didn't look grimy or like cool or like, kind of, street ish, because it was so neon. <laughs> it looked like uh, something you get at a second grade birthday party, like those little. Like treat bags, it looks like one of those until, of course, you smoke it, and and it makes you go at a hundred times. It just it didn't look terrifying as it should have, you know. Yeah. I want to talk to you about the like the whole mind reading. Oh, Judge Anderson's like psychic abilities. Her psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. Because because of the radiation, this is a world where mutants exist. Yeah, which I wanted to see more of. Like I, I felt they they showed us a world that could have been really cool, like futuristic drugs and these new guns that are voice controlled, and like mutants with like different powers. And they were like, no, 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 you only get this. <laughs> you only get to know that they. Yeah, exist. this movie was a like a view of this world through a very very like tight lens. Super, like we're only allowed in one building. Mm-hmm. At the very most, we're in two buildings in this entire movie. Because there is the scene at the beginning with the chase, and they end up in, like, a mall. Yeah, they're in a mall, but I was also talking about, like, the judge house. It's not like a police station. They call it something weird. They did call it something weird, and I don't remember. It's like a house of peace or something. It's real weird. It's weird Game of Thrones-y. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I, I, I'm i happy we kind of got to see her powers, though. Yeah, it came in handy. It did come in handy, but we kinda... There was also some scenes where, like... I can't, like, a certain character was kind of aware of this and abusing it. Oh, damn. Yeah, are you talking about that really uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah, we're not... We're not going to discuss that here. I, we don't want to discuss that. If you watch the movie, just be warned. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It's not okay, but she handles it really well. Honestly, I'm going to say it. I think she was the best fighter in this entire movie. Because she was also... Like, she really, like, used that power to her full advantage. And she was really good with her weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, she was a good fighter. 
And Dread Dread was Dread was good. He's what you would expect out of Judge Dredd, I think. Yeah, but it was nothing, very... nothing to write home about. But No, it's because big guy with gun. Big guy with small gun. Oh, big guy with small gun. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. He, he kept on walking. He didn't stop moving. Yeah. But I didn't get, like, they didn't feel like there was any cleverness about him. No. He's was... very straightforward. Very straightforward. Just very, she seemed like the brain. He seemed very much like the brawn. For good. Until she proved that she was both. Yeah. That she did. <laughs> oh, she did. Like, I enjoyed her fighting scene so much more than I enjoyed his because he she was using her mind control, too, while at it. And he was just shooting. He was just shooting while... I do want to talk about... Oh, by the way, of course, there are, like, dirty judges in this movie. Like, Oh, yeah, that's actually one of my favorite parts. Oh, yeah, you want to go into that? Yeah, so there, uh, at some point, a like security lockdown happens, and Judge Dredd and Anderson, they're trying to get out a call for backup, but yeah. they have to... Cut. There are these like huge metal shields that cover the entire building, and it blocks any like radio signals from getting in or out. Yeah. And they radio for backup, and someone, a couple of judges do show up. Yeah. But the like there's two. There's two that show up and they're very much incompetent and they can't even get in the building. Uh huh. And then another group of sh- judges shows up. Yeah. And sort of relieve them of duty, quote unquote. Yeah. What is because that? they're in Mama's pocket. <laughs> oh co- yeah. There's like little things within that I really want to talk about. Like first thing, how could those two like four backup? Because Judge Dredd calls for backup, and we get two guys, two judges. Mm-hmm. Now, the main people who, like, run the building, including, like, Mama, tell these two judges, hey, everything's fine. We're just doing, like, a routine cleanup, and there was a fire. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Then four other judges come in for this, like, fire and cleanup. So my big question is, why would two judges come in to help with, like, a fight while four judges would come in for something that's routine. That's the thing, they're not. (laughs) Well, exactly, and that's, like, my big point. How did those first two judges be like, we're sent as the reinforcements, and you're double our size for something that should not, for something that should be even inferior to this. Mm -hmm. That should be like, huh, that does not That doesn't right. raise any alarms. Like, that should raise a lot of alarms. That's like... <laughs> that's like if, like, ten police officers went to a place for, like, a drug bust, and then they said, oh, there are no drugs here, and then, like, five, 500 police officers come, and it's like, oh, no, we're here to pick get a cat out of a tree. Like... That makes no sense. That doesn't happen. Yeah, that makes no sense. Why would more people be called for something that's so much smaller? <laughs> yeah. And that should have that should have been like what raised their suspicions. It might have been because like there are judges outside of the building when they open it. I think it's just because they weren't hearing anything coming in and out of the building for a while, so they're like, we need to send someone to check this out. Yeah, and then. Uh, I just I want to get in on the paramedic who was like there, who was like in the building, mm-hmm. because like I feel really bad for him. He kind of gained conscience, like, hey, I need to help these people, and then it just 
he tells these four judges who he thinks like are all good. Hey, there's people in here. Um, like M- Mama is running. It's one entire clan who's running this. It's not a gang fight. Like you need to help these judges. And they're like, can you testify for that? And he's like, yeah, of course. And then gone. <laughs> yeah, they execute him. They ex- yeah. And I feel like just so bad for him because he finally like gains a conscience and it's like. And then he immediately dies. <laughs> he, made- he dies for doing the right thing. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like you want to kind of get more into on like them finding these other judges and like fighting them. Yeah. So, um, more or less, like, they come in, um, when they find, because at this point, Anderson and Dredd are separated from each other. Yeah. Um, they come in, uh, they, and the other judges know who Dredd is. Like, he has a reputation. Yeah, which, I felt like we didn't get to see that a lot. Like... I, I would have loved if we were, like, walking through, like, one of the hallways in the big, like, judge building, mm-hmm. and, like, someone was like, oh, there goes Judge Dredd, or there goes, like, this guy, or or just more, like, stuff like that, but we didn't until, like, the very end, kind of, and even that was very, eh. Yeah, it was just, like, one of the rogue judges was happy that he, was, he thought he was going to get to bag Dredd. <laughs> yeah, which, like... Okay, I understand. And I just, I really hated these guys. Because also, I don't feel like we're told how much these judges are being paid. I think I thought that was, like, as their normal job. Yeah. Oh. No. no. I don't know. <laughs> no, because we're told how much, like, it is to kill Dredd. Because it's a million four ways, and then three ways, and then two ways. And, and then, then one. <laughs> Than none. Than none. <laughs> but my like my whole thing is, I feel like judges, especially in this world, because we find out there's not a lot. There's not a lot of these people. I think there's one for one mega city, uh, which is eight hundred million people. No way. There there has to be at least like twenty thousand different precincts all over the. You planet. would think so. Yeah, that's how you know this place is so badly run. I want to speak to their mayor. I I need to have a conversation. Their mega mayor? The mega <laughs> mega mayor, who <laughs> is the cousin of Doug Dimmadome. Owner of the Dimsdale Dimmadome. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know why I felt like that was... <laughs> it feels fitting, though. I guess. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but that just, like, it makes no sense to me. And then there are, like, a whole... There's the whole thing where this guy's, like, I worked my butt off. And, by the way, I'm censored, so that's why I said that one. <laughs> so I just... I I need my fill. I need, like, my money. I need to get paid what I'm due. And it's like, oh, cry me a river. <laughs> we, we've heard this a thousand times before. Like, I, I've worked these streets so long. I, it's time I get my, like... That's, like, the dirty cop, like, that's Pledge what, of Allegiance. <laughs> that's what they always fall back on. No, yeah, and I don't get it. It's, you're using this money for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, 
don't. Don't give me this whole sob story of I was out here. Like, yeah, but I, what charity are you running? <laughs> what are you doing with this you, money? You get a paycheck normally, dude. Yeah, like, you're making money. Yeah. Like, I don't, you have a job. I respect your side hustle, but come on. <laughs> Not for, like, a drug dealer who's killing people. Innocent people. Innocent people. And I will say, like, one thing. Mama's a little more powerful than I expected. Because, like, it turns out she's running the whole slow-mo operation. Like, operation. She's doing it all. She's very much the Pablo Escobar of this world. <laughs> so it's better because th- I really thought she was just like a gang leader of one like tower. And I will say there used to be multiple other gangs in this yeah. building that looked so much more interesting than the Mama Clan. Yeah, what was like, do you remember a few? The ju- I have them right here. The oh. Judged, the Peyote Kings, and the Red Dragons. Yeah. The Judged in particular are very interesting to me because Judges... Um, they have a very distinct helmets. Yeah. And these guys who call themselves the judged, mm-hmm. for some reason, I'm assuming it's because they've been arrested in the past. Yeah. They either paint or tattoo their faces to and heads to look like judge helmets. Yeah. And but then peyote king is like, peyote is like a, another drug. Yeah. Like a, a real one. And then oh, the is red, that a real one? Yeah. Because it's going to be like... It's one, of those, just... it's one of those really weird hallucinogens that you really shouldn't do. Yeah. I was going to be like, I wanted to see... Pay- no. Actually, I don't want to see... I thought this was going to be some mystical unless science you, drug. Unless you want to see a bunch of like... I don't. Na- <laughs> naked drooling people. I think you're, I think you're good. I, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but what was the one? There was like one that had like tattoos. Like tattoos. They all like, have tattoos. Really? Yeah. No, I would rather have seen all these gangs than. Because the Mama Clan visually just are just a bunch of random like ragtag people. Yeah, there there was nothing fun about that. Because most of them are just people who live in the tower who are so scared of Mama that they just kind of do whatever she says. Yeah, and she. Ke- I did find it weird. Oh, by the way, we're in the tower called Peach Tree. That's right. It's called Peach Tree. Yeah, it's called Peach Tree. And like when she does like big like announcements, she calls them her little peach trees, which is so creepy. And I would not feel comfortable. Yeah, because the whole building has like a huge PA system that oh yeah gets used a lot. I'm still like, I cannot believe each mega city doesn't at least have one judge. One like each building, you mean? Oh yeah, each building, yeah. each block, mega block. Like, that makes no sense to me. You would think there would just be one who was assigned there, like, 24-7. Yeah. No, that's how, like, I would do it. Because... It... Well, I think they they mention in the movie that they have so few judges that most, like, 90% of the calls they get go on and, like, unresponded to. Yeah. Which... <laughs> the system is so bad. <laughs> you would think there would be more judges, too. Yeah, like... But there's, like, a lot of training that, like... Because I feel like the training is super, super, super tough to mm-hmm. become a judge. So there's just, like, I would have more people than just judges. If ju- I would have judges at, like, the top and then just have, like, smaller groups. Just, like, security guards and stuff. So Yeah, security guards, which, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I feel like they could be easily corrupted, but, like, it's better than nothing. Yeah. And I feel like we have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Most places seem like they have nothing. Yeah, so, like, these megacities are really bad. I don't like them. 
I think I'd re- I'd take my chances in the like nuclear waste. <laughs> Cuz like I just I'm going to say it. I don't like this world. I feel like personally we could may probably like survive in this world. Oh yeah, we'd be fine. Oh, we'd be fine. Keep our heads low, you know. Yeah. We can make Honestly, I've if we wanted to test this, we'd just move to LA. I feel like <laughs> Yeah. L.A. are like the Bronx, and I feel like... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I think. I'm only saying that mostly because the architecture kind of reminded me of the Bronx with, like, the big apartment towers. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like it could be easily survivable. And this place is just not... The movie is not super interesting. No, it's really not... Like, there's, there's bits and pieces that I think are interesting, but most of the time it is just boring. It's, yeah, it's really boring. It's, like, it doesn't give you a lot to, to think about. Like, I feel like with Snowpiercer, there was so much, like, to go down and mm-hmm. think about and kind of have philosophical, maybe not pseudo-philosophical conversations about. <laughs> but here it's so dry and cut. Like, bad guys sell drugs. Good guy be cop. Good guy take down bad guy. Good guy be cop. Good guy be cop. <laughs> but yeah, it's like very black and white. It's very black and white. Like there's no gray areas here. No, which I feel like a movie is, especially this movie should have been super, super gray. Which I felt like we got a little bit of gray with the corrupt cops, but not a lot. No, they were definitely depicted as just evil. Yeah, well, yeah, because the judges are seen as good. Mm-hmm. Like, the good judges are just good. There's not They uphold the law. They they take down the bad guys. They, they take down the bad guys. They help grandma cross the street to get the kitchen out of the tree. It's... The trees that don't exist. Oh, yeah, the trees that don't exist. Where are they getting oxygen from? a good question <laughs> it is a good question because this place is just so inhabitable to me i would hate to live here no we would survive but it would be awful oh it would be really bad dude like uh, like our apartment's still pretty small but i feel like it's gonna be cut into a quarter we'd both be living in like my bedroom or your bedroom <laughs> probably <laughs> be awful i'm trying to feel like I don't want to cut this short, but there's just... There's just not a lot to talk about. There's not a lot there. I feel like we should go on tangents. <laughs> I feel like they're ones we can have. <laughs> well, yeah. Because this world is just so meh. At least the way it's shown in the movie. Yeah, because I want to get more into, like... What do you know? What do you have about, like, the comics? <laughs> Other than, like, it's supposed to be, like, satirical. Um... Not a lot. I haven't done as much research as I would like. Yeah. Um, but long story short, it's a, one of those weird British comics from like the the eighties. Yeah. And I what? say weird because it's just weird from our perspective. Yeah. Do you have any like, uh, like designs or anything? I can show you what the League of Fatties looks like. Can I? Yeah. Please. They look ridiculous. Yeah, I kind of want to see what they look like, just cause. You can zoom in a little bit. Yeah. If you want. The oh, guy, the guy my. in the pink is their leader. Wow. Actually, 
just to make it more interesting, I would have loved to see these people. I feel with like that exact shape. <laughs> no, definitely, because it's giving me like, um, who am I thinking of? Um, Dune. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Uh, the what's it? The Baron. The Baron from Dune. Oh, um, Baron Harkonnen. Baron Harkonnen. That's what I'm getting. If they did it that way, I would have loved it. <laughs> I'll read you a little excerpt from yeah, the, the, wiki, excerpt. the wiki page Give me here. something. Um, the League of Fatties were a short-lived fatty criminal organization led by Dick Porker. Yeah, real, real uh, on the nose there. Yeah. But, uh, let's, let's see. In the aftermath of the Apocalypse War, harsh rationing was in effect. Tensions grew as fatties struggled to keep their weight up, and hungry norms began to see fatties as overprivileged and greedy. Well. As a result, the League of Fatties formed and began stealing food in brazen raids. Some even committed suicide to halt a Texas City food convoy. Um, wow. This... Their incompetence meant that they were only a minor threat, but they caused so much social disorder... That Chief Judge Magruder segregated everyone over 300 pounds into fat blocks. That's awful. <laughs> that really changes Fat Cam into another, like, monster. Yeah, that was just the the article on the League of Fatties, who were a criminal organization. Fatties themselves are just a... People. Are just a people. They're just a people. <laughs> so I feel like they've been secluded from the rest of humanity. Apparently. Here's a cover with some more on them that, boy, they wow. are just beautiful, aren't they? I'm going to bring it closer so I can kind of keep the mic. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, wow, the the heads on these people are they're so small. So small. And their bodies are, are too big. <laughs> they're like, for our audience... <laughs> They're very much spherical beings. Yeah, no, this with is very not a, short. This arms is not a judgment. Legs. I'm saying no human looks like this <laughs> at all. Like no, because their feet, their legs are gone. Their legs are entirely. I think they gone. have like a specialized thing that helps them get around. I see wheels. Yeah, they have like a wheel. The, I want to say like a tricycle. I don't know what this is. I'm so yeah. Here. <laughs> It's just, it's very, like, um, you know, you could stare at it for a really long time. They are described as bored citizens who have turned to gluttony as a means to pass the time. Is there no, like, TV? No Apparently not. Like, why? This feels so much worse. In the future, fatties can count as athletes. Competitive eating is an international sport, ranging from the Olympics to criminal backstreet eating games. Some cont- contests even have fatties eat items like bedspreads and car parts. Oh my! I feel like we're kind of there already. <laughs> we're like not like competitive eating. Yeah. Yeah, like with hot dog contest. I feel which like are disgusting, by the way. Well, stop putting them in water. <laughs> it's so gross. It's so nasty. Like, it's so gross. If you have to lubricate something to eat it, I feel like that should be, like, stop. I feel like you've reached the point when you should stop eating whatever that thing is. It's (laughs) gross. I don't like competitive eating, but you should look up Badlands Chugs. Badlands Chugs? Yeah, he is is a a beautiful man. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Look him up. Okay, I'm looking him up right now, Bob. While you look him up, I'm going to read the audience some more yeah, excerpts please, from the fatties. Like, we need something to say. <laughs> we need something to fill the air time. Yeah, what's his name? Badland Rush? Badlands Chugs. Badlands Chugs. Okay. By the way, this is what we're going on. Yep, this, this is, is the tangent we're on. Because <laughs> we ran out of stuff to talk about with Dread. Because it's boring. <laughs> it is boring. It's so boring. Um, Let's see. <laughs> The intensely fat were still a rare sight in 2080. The first eating championship started around then, attracting people with its good times decadence. Have you feel? Have you? I found him. He's so nice. He is. He seems so sweet. He just makes YouTube videos about chugging like every drink known to man. Yeah, he seems like if you, audience, if you look up this man, he has the kindest smile. He has what I would define as a smile that could light up the whole town. It's he. He looks so nice. Everyone, go subscribe to his YouTube channel, please. please do Badlands Chugs on YouTube. <laughs> <He's> now, seen... <laughs> now you must. <laughs> he oh. seems like so. Like there's, I'm on the video chugging the biggest Shirley Temple ever made, and he has the widest smile I've ever seen. He's a very happy man. He's just so happy. He's very jolly. <laughs> He's very jolly. I like that. He seems. I want him leading the fatties. He He's their ancestor. He seems so nice. It's so sweet. Yeah. Let's see. Back to more fatty-related shenanigans on the <laughs> Judge oh, yeah, Dread wiki. This will be fun. <laughs> fatties were commonplace in the 2100s when gluttony was one of the few traditional pleasures that weren't illegal. This gave rise both to the coveted Mega City Fats Award and the first one-ton man, Big wow. Lard Ringer, who was swiftly arrested after he rolled downhill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I would have loved to have been there for that. <laughs> Just like run! <laughs> Everyone, get out of here! Get out! Save yourself! <laughs> and that's how the first mega block was destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the apocalypse war started. <laughs> The nukes were just to take out this one man. <laughs> um, let's see. When food rationing was enforced following the apocalypse war of 2104, the fatties were left distraught. Oh. Ba- begging and fraud spread throughout the community. On the flip side, many norms began assaulting them for being fat when others were starving. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> and some suggested eating fatties as a compromise. Ooh, I could see with yeah. <laughs> a group of fatties called the League of Fatties began stealing or looting extra food to keep up their prodigious girth. Gross. <laughs> girth. Gir- <laughs> no. Anyway. No girth. Not here. This is a girthless podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. In order to restore order, the city passed the fat control law. <laughs> All fatties were restricted to four special blocks and not allowed out until they were below 300 kilograms, which in pounds is 661.3 pounds. That's that's a, a <laughs> lot of weight. There they had to submit to a regimen of exercise and a tightly regulated diet. The fatties that did get out often binged on food to celebrate and ended back back in the blocks the next day. I don't, I don't understand how... <laughs> In 2107, rationing was over, and the fatties were allowed back into society. <laughs> Eating championships were legal once more and attracted huge crowds. The, the golden age has begun. 
Or the Renaissance. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, Rice, what did you find? The fatties were so common and the eating championship so lucrative that by 2123, mm-hmm. thin juves would be sent to fat camps. The heftier juves were stunned to learn 21st century fat camps had expected them to lose weight. Oh, wow. Okay. There's something very bizarre about that. This, there's something bizarre about this entire, like, niche. <laughs> Fatty blocks. Marlon Brando. Orson Welles. What? What? I don't know. That, like, there's just, like, celebrity names listed here, and I'm not sure why. For, like, the locations? I guess. I guess the the, the habitation blocks they're living in. Yeah, named it's that. like Tobias Belch, which <laughs> that doesn't seem like a real person. I don't know if that's a real person. I really hope not. Um, we're going to check, because this is honestly fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done talking about the movie for right now. Oh, no, it's that so mo- boring. I'm not going to, okay, can we both agree just right now, that movie sucked. Yeah, it really did. I, I wanted really to didn't... like it, but it sucked. No, like, it had cool designs <laughs> here and there, but, like, it It was just sucked. so dry. Yeah, like, okay, we watched this movie a f- once, like, at the first time a few weeks ago. I fell asleep. I, w- I was a goner. He did fall asleep. Yeah. Lovely audience. Yes. Hey, we, we did watch Coming to America before that. And it yeah, took we, a lot of we were marathoning movies that night. So. Yeah, we we were. That was a great movie, by the way. If you have not if you have not watched Coming to America, which has been out for like 40 years. <laughs> it's an old movie. It's an old movie, but I feel like everyone should. It's a great movie. Please watch it. Um, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, but I fell asleep, and we were like, hey, we're going to do this because it, it fits the bill. And Bri- I was going to be like, Bryce, you just had it because I really don't want to finish that movie. And he was like, you kind of should. And so I did. I did finish the movie. Like, around a few hours ago, I finished <laughs> that movie. And I t- honestly, if it wasn't for the podcast, I never would have. Like I've It's just so boring. It was so boring. It was not fun. It had nothing to offer me. Or I don't feel like anyone. So like There's a reason it didn't do so well in the box yeah, office. It wasn't good. But let's let's get to the fatty blocks. And <laughs> Great. So we got to Tobias Belch, Marlon Brando, William Bunter, Frank Cannon, and Orson Welles. <laughs> so we're gonna play a game real quick. <laughs> is it a Bro, real person or not? Yeah, we're gonna play. Is it a real person or not, Bryce? Do you think Tobias Belch is a real person? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Twelfth Night or what? Is yeah, he like a I character from something? He's a character from I want to say William Shakespeare. Ah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where it sent me. And Marlon Brando. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be like, yeah, if no, no one know, We're going to go in a little Marlon Brando rant if you want. About what aspect of Marlon Brando? Do you remember when... I found the list of racial slurs he said. Yeah, that was horrifying. That but... was awful. <laughs> because, all right, William... Bu- we'll get into that real quick. <laughs> William Bunter. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I don't know I'm why I keep sure. getting so close to the mic. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, he's a fictional schoolboy created by Charles Hamilton. And, like, so he's not a real person, but he is from The Making of Harry Wharton, which is, like, some book. I'm going to show you what this man looks like. 
Ah. Why? He 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 is a person. <laughs> he does have facial features. He has facial features. He he doesn't he, he doesn't exist, but he does. He was. Drawn. He is illustrated. He, he was illustrated into a, a person. All right, Frank Cannon. I feel like that's a person. Sure. That sounds real. Uh, I just it sent me back to William Bond. All right, <laughs> Cannon. A, yeah, Frank Cannon is an American detective television series produced by. So another fake person. Okay. And then Orson Welles is a real man. Uh, <laughs> anytime I think of him, I just think of it like the commercials he filmed where he was just wasted the whole time. Really? Yeah, because it was near the end of his life and he was just filming like wine commercials. Okay, that makes sense. It yeah, like... And he, like he was actually drinking the wine he's advertising, so by the end he was just completely wasted. Okay, like that makes more sense because for a second I was like, "What is this for? Like Crayola or something?" Because he's eating the crayons. <laughs> he's, he's eating the crayons. He's testing the product. Orson, stop eating the crayons. <laughs> but do you remember when, like, Transformers? Ah, you've, yeah. you've unlocked Pandora's box, my friend. On, we have time. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, for for our audience, our lovely esteemed guests. Yes. Transformers is one of my favorite things of all time. <laughs> as unfortunate as this may be for Orson Welles, his last ever role <laughs> was playing the villain Unicron in the animated 1986 Transformers film. He hated it. <laughs> because, I mean, let's be real here. It's just a giant toy advertisement oh it is and that's why he hated it but he gave a great vocal performance in my personal opinion and then he died (laughs) yeah with that being his very very last movie and hey like i feel like that could be it's a good role yeah i don't feel like unicron is an interesting villain exactly it's a good place to to end he didn't think so but that's too bad i guess that's like actors are like I hate that this movie's part of my it's like that one actor from the Super Mario movie he was like I once played King Lear yeah no <laughs> I forgot his name but yeah I was Bob li- Hoskins Bob right? Hoskins yeah. I was literally gonna bring him up because I was gonna be like this man played he was he's a Shakespearean actor and the next thing you know he's um an Italian the, plumber <laughs> he's in the worst video game movie known to man it is awful it is that movie sucks that movie sucks and I've watched it twice and I hate myself for both times and <laughs> it's it's awful <laughs> yeah I feel like we are at a good place to stop yeah we're hitting time here we're hitting time I feel like we went on some fun tangents about like which is the least we could do with a movie that is like this oh i kind of do real quick i feel really bad for that one guy who like ran the security stuff oh the guy with the the forest implants yeah with like the humongous eyes Mm -hmm. which were big 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 and just like yeah uh, like he was captured and like forcibly implanted with weird like yeah cybernetic eyes yeah, who, who is, like, uh, the actor who plays him is Doom Hall Gleason, who is um, the son of the guy from all those Colin Farrell movies. The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Yeah. Which, you should watch that movie, I think, if you haven't, audience. 
Yeah. I don't know why I'm directly addressing the audience so much today, but... Uh, it's fine. <laughs> um, that movie left me feeling so empty after I watched it. <laughs> so it's a fun watch. Bring the family. <laughs> like, yes. That guy looks a lot like his dad, by the way. He does. They both have very distinct, like, sort of facial structures. And, like, I feel like um, also the hair feels, like, very genetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he definitely looks like, a lot like his dad. And I just wanted to bring that up because, like, I wanted to cover all the bases. <laughs> I wanted to get everything. And we did, and we got more than we could ever bargain for. We talked about a million different things. Yeah. Because, so, like, if you want to watch this movie just to, like, get the spoilers out of the way, that feels like the only reason. <laughs> we should have said that first. Yeah, but, like, we covered that in the first episode. I feel like it. We'll, we'll do that in the third. Honestly, this movie isn't really... It's not worth your time. Like, if you want to do... Because I don't even feel mm. like we kind of covered the... Uh, okay, Judge Dredd won and killed Mama. There. Yeah, he killed her in the same way she killed the guys at the beginning. Made her take slow-mo and then threw her off the top of the building. Yeah, there. Spoiler alert. Great. You Honestly, you've seen them... If, you listen, if you've listened I, to this, you've seen the movie. You've seen the movie. Honestly, I feel like you had more time, more fun than the movie. <laughs> I hope probably. you had more fun listening to this. Please say you had more fun. <laughs> Our self-confidence needs it. <laughs> Hold that thought. Um, but yeah, this movie just... It's really not worth watching. It's not worth watching. It's Sorry, Markiplier, fun. if you ever hear this. I know, oh. you, I know Markiplier is a fan of this movie. Why didn't we talk about that first? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. When do we have a reason to talk about Markiplier? I feel like this was the only time when we had a reason to talk about Markiplier. And I doubt he's ever going to listen to this, so. Well, yeah. Sorry, Markiplier. If you are listening to this, I'm sorry, Mark. Yeah. Does he like this movie in particular? Yes. What? Because, again... He didn't like the Stallone one. Okay. I don't want to watch the Stallone one. I don't either. I... I'm kind of tempted, but I really don't. I'm, I'm good. All right, so I'm okay. We're gonna definitely. End we need to here. rate the movie. Oh yeah, we need to rate the movie. It's like okay. an integral part of this. Uh, do you want to pick our rating system or? Give me a second to think about something relevant to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. This is how hard it is. I'll give it four chins out of ten. Ooh, <laughs> nice. I'm gonna give it two chins. I liked. I like the drugs and I like the guns. Again, only in this movie. Don't this take is, that out of context. Do not take this out of context. Only in the movie. I'm, not, I'm Texan. I'm not that Texan. <laughs> I, but yeah, it, I rated two out of five chins. You rated four out of ten chins. All right, so that is it. That's us signing off, I guess. And we hope you survive the end of the world. <laughs>